What is up, you guys? Welcome back. So I'm going to be adding on a little bit to last week's podcast. If you guys listened to it, episode 201, I believe, it was all about um, the different ways that we pay for our food. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to it, um, and you'll kind of understand why I'm talking about what I'm talking about in this episode. Um, but the end of the episode, I I promised you guys a couple things. So here's what I said I was going to go over. I'm going to be talking about the easiest ways to eat healthier, um, how we can vote with our dollar, what foods we should be paying extra money for, and kind of the easiest ways to make homemade meals that are healthy, yummy, and then, like I said, easy. Because I'm all about the ease. Um, I see some of these recipes that look so amazing, but there's like a zillion steps, and that's where they lose me. Um, I like things to be fast and efficient, but still taste good and to be, you know, good for us nutritionally as well. So that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. I'm Miranda Lee, and you're listening to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast, a show created for moms who want to feed their families foods that heal them, not hurt them. Food was meant to be our medicine, and the best way to do that is by focusing on the ingredients, not the calories. Here, you'll find everything you need to know about holistic nutrition sprinkled with some motherhood, faith, and non-toxic living along the way. I can't wait to grow with you. Let's dive in. All right, you guys. So first, we're going to be talking about the easiest ways to eat healthier. I have a couple tips for you. The first way, and I think this is where a lot of people, like, they don't do this, um, and it's to basically eat the things that you are eating now, but making healthy swaps and finding healthier alternatives for, you know, the, maybe the meals that you make regularly, maybe the meals that your family likes and enjoys and adjust those meals accordingly. Cause if you come in and you're just like, I'm going to stop making my family like their weekly spaghetti that we always have and we're just going to be eating like kale salad and chicken breasts and brown rice. Like, I don't know about you, but if I was someone in that family, I would probably be thrown off and I wouldn't be as supportive or at least excited for like the new health journey. So um, that is like my number one tip for you guys is find little ways that you can make the meals that you guys are already eating a little healthier. So, you know, maybe, um, like this is just a, a a easy, simple example. It's like, instead of having like fried chicken, um, you know, you're doing a grilled chicken instead. Um, another one is maybe instead of using, white bread for your guys' sandwiches that you swap to maybe a whole wheat bread or um, a sourdough bread or something with um, a little more nutritional value that's a little more nutritionally dense. There's little swaps that you can really make. Maybe if it is your, you know, your you guys do have spaghetti, maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to start adding in some veggies. Maybe you can like blend up some spinach so it's not like big chunks of spinach. Um, you know, these are just great ways to start introducing uh, some healthier foods into your diet. And these this way you can be more sustainable and consistent with it. 
Because like I said before, if you make these crazy drastic changes, they are not going to stick. They are not going to be enjoyable. And it's just, um, it's just going to be harder on you because now you have to learn like a bunch of whole new recipes. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. You know, maybe a goal could be try one new recipe a week. Um, you know, find some, some websites or blogs that have, uh, some healthy recipes that you think sound really good and go from there and try to make them. I'm just saying like, don't, don't go through your, your pantries and your, your fridge and your freezers and just getting rid of everything and trying to start new, um, and start from scratch. Cause that's just like, so, so overwhelming. Um, so that's my first tip for easy ways to eat a little healthier. My second tip that I'd probably give you guys is, um, like I've said before, like really focus on whole foods, like foods that like are one ingredient instead of looking down like the processed food aisle and being and looking for what's marketed as healthy because there are so many processed foods that are marketed as healthy alternatives or as just healthy foods in general and they are no healthier than you know the the pack that's sitting right next to it the things that we have deemed unhealthy if you want to make healthier choices please 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 opt for whole foods foods that um you know are like like i said their ingredient is just itself so whether these are fruits vegetables nuts um some different proteins like if you're having like greek yogurt or cottage cheese um you know like maybe opting this could be like another little healthy swap you can make like instead of buying um like the cottage cheese that comes with uh like that the like the sugary puree um or buying the yogurts that come with like the sugary add-ins and mix-ins like make it yourself you know get get the plain stuff stuff with not all the added sugars and there are so many ways you can you can make your own little fruit concoction um you can literally just add fresh fruit that's the easiest way um sometimes with like my yogurts and stuff i'll just like blend fruit or frozen fruit in with it and now it's like you know just like a flavored yogurt um and in another fun way this one just takes a little bit more time um is kind of uh like boiling the (laughs) boiling that's not a good word um like putting the fruit in uh what is the word for that uh like a a fruit compote there we go like making like a compote in in your pot you know putting it over um some some low heat letting it like get all soft and extract those sugars out of there so it tastes really good and sweet like that's a great way and then it kind of turns into like this jam or jelly and even that like you can add in um you can add in a little bit of like chia seeds. I love to do that, like some flax seeds, um, stuff like that. So, you know, these little swaps that we can make, but like I said, really focusing on the whole foods. And then the next tip kind of will lead into how to vote with your dollar. Um, and it is just kind of opting for the organic options. Um, so let's talk about what organic means for a second. Um, organic isn't the end all be all organic isn't perfect. It is actually far from perfect. Um, organic is just like this set 
of standards um, that you have to meet. So organic produce, um, it doesn't mean that it is free of pesticides. Um, don't quote me on this, but I think like there's like like 60 or 90 pesticides that are allowed when it comes to organic versus like the 300, 600, whatever amount um, of pesticides that's um, allowed with conventional farming. Uh, like I said, don't quote me on that number, but just know that um, organic isn't perfect. But organic can mean a lot of other things as well, especially when it comes to processed and packaged foods. All right, so I just brought up the USDA website, and this is what it says, so I'm just going to read it. It says, when it comes to processed multi-ingredient foods, the USDA organic standards specify additional considerations. Regulations prohibit organically processed foods from containing artificial preservatives, colors, or flavors, and require that their ingredients are organic with some minor exceptions. For example, processed organic foods may contain some approved non-agricultural ingredients like enzymes in yogurt, pectin in fruit jams, or baking soda in baked goods. So, like it says, if a processed food is labeled organic, this means it cannot have artificial preservatives, artificial colors, or artificial flavors. Um, And it also means it can't be like GMO. So, organic organic means non-GMO. Um, so if you are choosing to buy processed foods, definitely opt for the organic option because it's going to be free of a lot of the artificial crap that they put in processed foods. So that leads to voting with your dollar. This is one of those things that you should be voting with your dollar and it is opting for, um, as much as you can organic food. So, like, we all know about supply and demand. If something is in higher demand, then um, obviously these companies are going to do what they can to meet that demand, right? So if people are deciding that they are going to want to buy more, um, let's say, organic foods, um, dye-free foods, non-GMO, then the companies are going to realize that, right? And they're going to do something about it because... They're all about making money. That's all they really care about. That's why there's so many low quality foods out there um, because they find the cheapest ingredients that they can do um, to mass produce these foods so they can get them out, sell them to more people. That's why marketing is the way it is. Um, And especially now because they're trying to market things as healthy by throwing like these labels on it. Um, you know, just because something is labeled, just so you know, just because something is labeled organic does not mean that it is healthy. You know, same with labeling something like gluten-free or vegan or, or whatever we want to label things or, you know, dye-free. Like, I am 100% going to opt for maybe dye-free gummy, ver- gummy bears versus just conventional gummy bears, but that does not mean that gummy bears are good for my health you know like there's no nutritional value in those gummy bears but if I'm going to choose between the two I'm going to vote with my dollar for the organic gummy bears so I think one of the things that we should be voting for with our dollar is um opting for organic but 
really, this is going to be, this is going to sound a little weird, but really opting for organic when it comes to our processed foods. So like at the end of the day, like an apple is an apple, right? And of course the organic apple is going to be better, but like an apple is an apple, like it's fruit, like it's giving you the fiber and the nutrients, um, and all these things. And it doesn't have a bunch of added garbage to it. Um, and of course, like if you can choose the organic apple, like that would be best. Um, but when it comes to like these processed foods, organic is saying a lot more when it comes to processed foods than when it comes to these whole foods. So really try to buy, if you're going to be buying processed foods, because let's be real, like no matter how healthy you are, there's probably going to be something processed that you buy or something like ultra processed that you buy and, you know, opting for the organic option and using your dollar to vote that way is a great way you can do it. Um, and then just real quick on the organic produce, I know organic produce can be expensive and that's like really frustrating. I think what frustrates me the most with organic produce is that like it's all sold in, in plastic. Like you can't just buy, most of the time you can't just buy like one organic apple or like one organic bell pepper. Like it's in like a plastic container or a plastic bag. Um, so that's really frustrating. But, um, you know, if you've heard of like the Dirty Dozen or the Clean 15, you can look that up. It gives you like recommendations of, you know, which fruits and veggies like you for sure need to buy organic. Um, for example, berries, specifically like strawberries, I would never buy conventional berries. Those are, those really absorb the pesticides. Um, but like a banana, like I don't spend the extra money on organic bananas. Um, because I mean, you, you don't eat the skin. So I mean, that's another way you can think about it. If you're eating like the whole fruit and you're eating the skin, like an apple or a berry, then yeah, I mean, get, get organic. But if you are not, and uh, like maybe let's say like a banana or a cantaloupe or a watermelon or an orange or something like that, like it, you don't have to spend the extra money on organic. Um, so, I mean, but I, I would recommend like if it's something that you're putting your knife through, like a watermelon or like a cantaloupe or something, really wash the skin good because that knife is going to bring whatever's on the outside into the part that you are actually eating. So wash it really well. But yeah, that's just a little, a little tip when it comes to organic food. Um, another way, um, I believe you should vote with your dollar is when it comes to, um, your, your protein. So more specifically your meats and your seafoods with seafood. I know that it, it's hard because the farm raised, um, seafood is so much cheaper. Um, but really, 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 if you can, if you can like pick one of those things where you fit it into your budget to spend a little more, it would be, you know, trying to buy wild caught seafood, um, like pasture raised, uh, like beef, um, you know, pasture, pasture raised eggs and chicken, um, cage free means nothing. Um, it means absolutely nothing. If something is labeled, if your eggs are labeled as cage free, um, they could still be 
in this teeny tiny space inside where they never even see uh, the sunlight at all or have fresh grass to roam in or anything like that. So, you know, another thing to vote for with your dollar, really, really opt for pasture-raised meats and eggs, um, wild-caught fish, like I said, uh, that's another, another good one. Um, and you know what, like really support your local farms, like see, see where things are produced and made from, or maybe brought in from, um, you know, it, it, you don't have to go to a farmer's market to get local produce and local foods. I mean, that's a, it's one of the best places to go to because odds are someone isn't flying in from, you know, a completely different country to just sell at a small local farmer's market. So, you know, you can see where your food is coming from, um, talk to your farmers, meet your farmers. And, and a little, a little thing about that, um, something that I learned from shopping at my farmer's markets, um, that actually isn't as important, um, to get organic because, to get labeled organic, it's actually super duper expensive. So if these small farms might not be labeled as organic, but they literally have like organic practices. So don't be, don't like turn your nose up to them if it doesn't say organic. Just ask them like, hey, do you guys spray? Do you guys use pesticides? Like ask them about that because a lot of these small farms can't afford to get the organic label, whether it is their produce or maybe even, um, you know, farms that are selling beef and chicken and eggs, like they might not be labeled organic, but it doesn't mean that they aren't, um, practicing organic practices and meeting up to the organic standards. It's just a really expensive thing to do. And, um, as you probably know, farmers aren't making, um, a bunch of money. So, you know, that, that might not be realistic for them. So when it comes to farmers markets, like talk to the people who are selling, talk to the, the farmers, the, um, the people who are working the stands and everything and get to know, get to know them and the farms and, you know, Google them, whatever it may be. I mean, in a perfect world, we get all our groceries from the farmers market, but that's not realistic. Um, Especially if you live like somewhere where it's cold, like in San Diego, you can go to the farmer's market like all year round and get good stuff. But you know, like where I am in Virginia, that's, that's not going to happen. It's not realistic. So I am going to do a lot of, if not most, um, of my grocery shopping at, um, an actual grocery store. So looking at where these foods are sourced from and voting with your dollar there, because if we are all buying, our salmon from um, like China instead of buying like um, wild caught Alaskan salmon. Like that's what you're voting for with your dollar. That's what you're saying is okay. Like these unethical practices, um, you know, these poor quality, this poor quality food. And I know it's so frustrating because like the good quality stuff is always so much more expensive, but you know, do some research, find what is important to you, what means a lot to you. Um, you know, and see where your dollar really matters the most. And that's why I'm giving you guys like these examples. Um, and, and using, using your dollar to maybe spend a little more in these certain areas that mean a lot, um, like where your meats and your proteins and your fish are coming from. That's so important. I know we all don't have like the extra money to 
to spend there and buy you know everything organic or everything local everything from farmers markets but it doesn't mean you can you can't pick a couple things here and there that mean a lot and maybe you're willing to spend a little extra on because it is important um all right so those are just a couple examples of ways that we can vote with our dollar when it comes to grocery shopping um and it also covers like what foods that we should be paying a little extra for, a little extra money on. So, you know, I, I really think, um, like I said, like your your fish, your protein, a cu- another couple things that I mentioned in the previous episode that I think we should spend a little more money on is um, like organic tofu because soy, um, there's so much pesticides when it comes to soy. Um, other crops like um, almonds. So if you're going to buy almonds um, or almond milk, really, really opt for organic when it comes to that. Um, oats as well. Uh, those have a lot of pesticides if you buy conventional. So if you're buying oatmeal or you're buying um, oat milk, please opt for organic when it comes to that. So those are, those are a couple of things that like I will not budge on. Like I will never buy organic tofu. Uh, I mean, sorry, I will never buy conventional tofu. I always buy organic tofu. And same when it comes to, you know, almonds and oats. Um, So those are kind of my top three, but, you know, also um, probably things like, like berries, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, like all those I would never buy conventional either. Um, So, you know, that's one thing that you probably want to pay a little extra money for as well. And the last thing I'm, I'm going to talk about is just some easy ways to make homemade meals because just because you are wanting to eat like maybe more like from scratch, homemade, less processed food doesn't mean that you have to like break out the flour and make your own pasta and you know like we still want to be time efficient especially like if you're a mom or you're working full time or, you know, you just have a lot of things on your plate. Um, sometimes it's not realistic to spend all day making everything from scratch. Um, so, you know, just focusing on those, those whole foods, um, and mix and matching things like the amount of things that you can make with like some sauteed veggies, Um, some chicken breasts and let's say like just switching out the carb like if you do like rice you can put it all together chopped up add some soy sauce you have a stir fry Um, if you want to do the veggies and shred up the chicken um, maybe add some greek yogurt and some salsa on a tortilla like you have um, you have uh, chicken burritos or maybe even chicken tacos if you wanted to make a taco version like there's so many different variations of such simple with such simple ingredients that you guys can do so don't think you have to make these extravagant meals like get good at a couple things like focus on getting good at maybe um baking chicken grilling chicken um make those uh like your proteins or whatever, like get good at making it. Cause you know, it makes a difference in a meal when you have like some moist chicken, um, or you just have some really good grilled, uh, shrimp, um, in your meals, like get good at the simple things. You don't have to be making 
homemade pasta or sourdough bread or all these fancy things every day. Um, you know, shameless plug, I think, uh, making your own sourdough is an amazing thing that you guys could do. And it's really not that hard. I have all the step-by-step instructions on my blog. If you guys do want to get into sourdough baking, um, and then like, if you don't even know how to get started with that, or you don't have a starter, um, or any of the tools or anything, I do sell sourdough starter kits, um, on my Etsy page. You can even access it from my website, breadtherapymama.com. Um, and it comes with the dehydrated starter, how to activate it, how to maintain your sourdough starter, and a bunch of different recipes. Like today, I just made um, some sourdough focaccia little muffins. Um, and my husband just, you know, grilled up some uh, some chicken, some shrimp, and you know we're gonna we're gonna make a little dinner out of that like you don't have to do anything crazy or fancy um but you know sourdough does does give you a a lot of different things that you can make whether it's um like discard pancakes for breakfast um sandwich spread because there's so many crazy not good ingredients in store-bought sandwich bread um like, like the focaccia muffins, like all these things are actually really simple. The focaccia muffins I, I love because I just throw it in like my KitchenAid and then let it sit like overnight for like 12 hours and then I'm able to like put it in my muffin tins and put it in the oven. And it's simple as that. Like you don't just have to make the sourdough loaves that are a little more time and energy intensive. You can make other other things like the sourdough bread. So simple. I mean, the sourdough sandwich bread, so simple. Um, you don't have to do all the kneadings and the folds. Like, I'll prep it at night. It'll sit It'll sit for the 12 hours, and then I can throw it in the oven in the morning. It's super simple. If you guys are interested in that, you can um, check out my Etsy shop, Bread Therapy Mama. The link will be in the bio. Or you can check out my website, breadtherapymama.com. And you can find, you know, different recipes, um, how to maintain, like, your starter, other blog posts. And you can access my Etsy shop through there as well but that was a little side tangent um but yeah so I mean that's like my number one thing for easiest ways to make homemade meals like don't be fancy you guys get good at the basics mix things up um it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be anything extravagant with a million ingredients um there are some I think one of the the sauces the brands of sauces that I highly recommend because you know you can make you can have the same ingredients and depending on what sauce you use, you know, it's a completely different meal. Um, I love Primal Kitchen. I actually have a blog post about it. I can link in the show notes, but, um, and like, I'm not sponsored or anything. I just love the brand Primal Primal Kitchen. I, I buy all of their stuff. Um, they just have great ingredients. None of the crappy artificial stuff in there. Even as simple as like ketchup, they have great ketchup, you know, mustard, mayo, but then they have like Alfredo sauce and spaghetti sauce and salad dressings, all the stuff that aren't full of nasty fillers and preservatives and artificial yuckiness. It is great. I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's all organic. Um, not positive, but I'm pretty sure. 
Um, and you know, like if you, you can, that can be one of the healthy swaps that you make that we were talking about earlier. So, you know, mix things up with different sauces, make things into a salad, have a goal of trying to, you know, learn one new meal a week, um, or maybe every two weeks, maybe switch between you and your spouse. Um, just have fun with it. Don't make, you don't have to make it a chore. But yeah, I hope these tips um, were helpful for you. And like I said, if you didn't listen to the previous episode, episode 201 about the three ways that you pay for your food, um, I recommend listening to that one. But I hope these tips um, were helpful and that some of them were tangible. And don't be overwhelmed if I gave you like too many tips and you're like, whoa, I don't even know. Like pick one thing, you guys. Pick one thing you want to do. Focus on that. And once you master that, then go ahead and add another thing. If your one thing is maybe, you know, um, trying to get a whole food in your breakfast, do that. If your one thing is maybe swapping out um, maybe something that's super processed for maybe something not as processed, like maybe it's just buying Primal Kitchen salad dressing or sauces instead of whatever normal salad dressing or sauce that you use. And I know that can be hard because you're like, diet culture tells you that you should just pick like the lowest calorie salad dressing or sauce and that means it's healthier. But we've been over that, you guys. Calories um, isn't an indicator of of health when it comes to these processed foods. So we want high quality foods um, that are in our diet and our kids' diet as well. We really want to just give them the best stuff that we can and not fall victim to all the artificial flavorings, preservatives, all these added sugars. Um, That's another thing you guys can do. Maybe try to stay away from things that have added sugars. Uh, and you know, that's just another example, but all right, that is it for today's episode. Um, like I said earlier, check out my Etsy shop if you want to get into sourdough baking, but I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys next week. Thank you all for joining me in another episode of the Bread Therapy Mama podcast. If you like this kind of content, check out my blog for recipes, how-tos, product recommendations, and more. Just go to breadtherapymama.com. I'll see you all in the next episode.